holds barred, informative, and entertaining banter. Call it a place for refined barbershop talk of sorts. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm in the studio with AJ. What's going on, y'all? Like always, I'm happy to be back another week. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for continuing to listening to listen and hit us up. Let us know what, what you want us to talk about because we're running out of ideas, man, and we need y'all. That's what it is. Chris is failing, y'all. Help us out. <laughs> I would like to put a side note here. We are not running out of ideas because people have given us ideas. <laughs> so I don't know what this man is talking about. He's been on a fifth or something tonight, as we will Actually, see. Actually, I have not. Maybe that's why I'm being ridiculous. Maybe I should have been on a fifth or something. Maybe should. Maybe you should. So, yeah, AJ, we who, who we got in the studio with us tonight, man? Uh, you know what? We got a special guest on the show tonight. Our friend, Roland. Roland, say hello to the people. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for being here. And uh, then we got somebody else in the studio, man, but he's not, you know, he ain't special. Deshane, what's up? Hey. He ain't got the likeness, because, you know, haters going to hate regardless. But anyway, it's fun to be back, as always. And uh, pretty soon I'll be replacing AJ, so you all be on the lookout for that. <laughs> Can't get rid of the talent, man. Can't get rid of the talent. You have to have talent in order to be consistent. I'm like Troy Palomalu on the Steelers. I'm going to retire <laughs> with the same team, son. Are you going to have the same fantastic hair? Yep. <laughs> I'm working on it. Working on it right now. But you know what? Troy Palomalu doesn't have a beard. He doesn't. That's why I'm more awesome, because I'm going to grow my beard out the same way his hair looks on his head. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going you're you're gonna to be doing the Brett Kiesel is what you're saying? I'm going to be twice the man Troy Palomalu is, because I will have the hair on the top of my head and on my beard. Beautiful. That's how I do it. Roland, are you, are, are you rocking facial hair for the people? Go ahead and let them know, because I can't see you. I have a goatee. There you go. Real men wear facial hair. Chris, what about you? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, I got a little bit, but I, I just got a little stubble. I keep mm-hmm. it at the stubble level. Mm-hmm. But because you're that, boy, because you're boy. That's because Chris doesn't want to commit fully to being a man, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> He's keeping his options open. He's being real wishy-washy about it. Yeah, I'll keep nah, my options, options open. open. That's what he does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I need to, in a second, I can shave it off. If I need to be super professional, I can do that. When have you ever been super professional? Never in his life. You might a have a point trim, there. A properly trimmed beard is just as professional as a clean. Thank beard. you very much, sir. <laughs> See, I, I agree with that statement. Too bad the rest of society doesn't. That's not true. <laughs> some, some, there's plenty of people that I see in professional settings. That you just gotta trim it, man. You have to have you have to have a plan. You can't just like throw the facial hair out there and say, you know what, this is gonna be it, and I'm just gonna hope it works. Nah, man, you gotta approach it with a plan. You have to see. You have to say, this is my look, and then work on that. And you know what they're gonna say? We're gonna show you the door. Look at that. Most professional jobs, unless it's a relaxed environment or you're an executive or manager. Nine times out of ten, you have to go in clean shaven and then grow your beard out. But at no point would you be able, in my opinion, there's no way you'd be taken serious if you went in with a beard, even if it's clean. No. I'm going full Duck Dynasty with mine. Uh, 
Like just full Duck Dynasty beard, ZZ no, Top. No. All right. Going all the way out there. I have I have some anecdotal evidence to refute that claim. And it actually comes from pretty close to home is my old man. So my dad, uh, when he was an up and coming lawyer back in the day, um, he said that he told me that he had to grow facial hair because none of the judges ever took him seriously when he was this fresh faced, clean shaven kid right out of law school. But all of a sudden, he had a goatee, and people started listening to what he had to say. Okay, I, I understand that. Look at the profession, though. That, that, that's a lawyer. Now, do you think the same set of judges would have taken him serious had he walked in with dreads? Probably not. See, and, and that's my thing. It, it, for me, it's like there are certain stigmas that are attached with uh, certain hairstyles, whether it be uh, you know on your head or facial, and quite frankly, I, I like to to push the envelope. You know. Well, that's that's you pushing the envelope, but that doesn't mean it applies to facial hair in general, man. Facial hair should be around. Chris, you had laser surgery on your face, so <laughs> I, I know your options are limited. But you got to let it grow. Dang, Deshane, like really, shots fired. Shots fired. Just putting all your business out there. Yeah, just all out in the street. Air out that dirty laundry, son. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, is there a problem? I mean, y'all know No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I will tell the story. I, okay. I Before I got the laser surgery, I had problems growing a full beard. And instead of me growing this partial beard that didn't look like anything, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get the laser surgery because... Obviously, I'm not going to be in the middle here. I want to be either growing a full beard, such as AJ has, or I want to have nothing. So I chose well, the nothing for, side. Excuse me, I have to interrupt. Uh, thank you for acknowledging my superiority. Thank you. Did I say anything about being superior? You, uh, you said that I can grow a full beard, which is the same thing. Right. Anyway, you should have got the uh, beard implants like the hipsters in New York. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, but but you know I'm I'm like the realest dude on here. So you know if if my realness uh, bothers you, then uh, you need to get over it. Nah, man. I I got that. Listen, I have that in between beard where it's like it. I have it's full but not quite full full. It just is what it is, man. You, you, you deal with the hand that, like, that you're dealt. So you were saying, Chris. I got the laser hair removal because, number one, I couldn't really grow the beard. And number two, in my family, acne that's related to beard shaving is very common. So my skin was silky smooth, unlike my cousins who had, like, bumps all over <laughs> Looking like hot mud. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the Family Guy episode on Sunday, but uh, yeah, it kind of looked like Stewie's herpes. Oh wow! <laughs> Stewie caught herpes. <laughs> Who did Stewie get herpes from? Brian. How did I know that? I just knew it was going to happen that way. Oh man! Does he ever do anything without Brian? No. Nope. Not at all. Except for the like three episodes where they killed Brian and then they brought him back. And he was only <laughs> yep. one. That was stupid. So stupid. Yep. But no, I'll tell you what's stupid. Uh, 
baseball is going to expand instant replay. Oh, I like that. Here's my issue. In the playoffs, you expand the, the, the number of, of referees, umpires that you have on the field. You put them down the lines, right? Yeah. So how is it that we seem to have more game stoppage at the least critical points compared to, say, five years ago? Wait, we do? I mean, they keep track of everything on baseball. Do you have, like, a little chart that you can show me? Hey, everything that I say is factual because I'm from Atlanta, okay? Oh, Listen, no. Uh, until, until, I get, until I get a taste of that Atlanta light, nightlife that you guys keep selling me. Ooh. I'm uh, telling you, it's a drug. Chris will sit up here and tell you any kind of lie he wants, but I'm telling you, Chris misses it. Rolling stay in them books, man. <laughs> it's a struggle down here not to get in trouble see Deshane you should know better you got two scientists on the you know in the studio you with know you. we're gonna call you yeah, out yeah we're gonna call you out on your junk man hey nobody spits more junk than AJ we we all know that oh AJ's okay. gonna get it <laughs> you see what happens when you look like a fool you just try and put the attention on somebody else instead of standing there and taking your beating like a man. The shame. I'm twice the man you are, AJ. That's not Ooh. what she said. Boom! Uh oh. Uh. Uh. Oh, man. Feels good. Oh, Feels boy. Good. AJ, where is this podcast gone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this episode. You really want to know, man? <laughs> this episode is going completely downhill. <laughs> <laughs> So much for standards. Damn. <laughs> it's all Chris's fault. Talking about Stewie and herpes. And just... Yep. That's, that's, that, that was the moment where it all <laughs> That's where it all went downhill. <laughs> Speaking of which, so uh, for those that don't know, Chris has a collection of every season a family got ever. You do? This is true. Ever. This is true. Yeah. Yes. Ever. Ever. Like, ever since they first started coming out on DVD, he has a collection. And he has every episode. Sweet. I, on the other hand, have Futurama because I'm more of a nerd. Mm. Uh, they're they're both good shows. I will say. Yes, they are. Yeah. They're they're both funny. Yeah, yeah they are definitely. Uh, but no, I've watched. I I have the majority of the seasons of Family Guy, but Chris has every single one. Good it's man. impressive. He's built his own Netflix. <laughs> a Family Guy. Oh, oh speaking of man. which, actually. Do you guys like uh, the new Cosmo show? Oh, with uh, Neil deGrasse with Tyson. The, can I can I say the name? I actually know who I was talking about. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> with the renowned astrophysicist himself, I'm still forgetting his name. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thank you. I know what he looks like. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil. 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 No, his name is Bill DeGrasse. It's Neil. Bill DeGrasse. Chris? Neil. Thank Neil. you. Bill DeGrasse. So, I mean, if, if he's Bill DeGrasse, <laughs> then, like, how can anyone take him serious? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we know that anyone this show... still listening to this podcast, I promise you, we have much more informative and educational episodes. <sighs> this ain't one of them, though. We're, look, we're just trying to put it together for you tonight. It's late. We're tired. We're Zach, making it work. So you're making that's an excuse. What we, that's what we do on Dude Logic. We get it done. 
no matter <laughs> what. No excuses. No excuses. Even if Chris has us late because he's running sprints. Like, yeah, what were you doing, man? Running suicides at 10 o'clock? Yeah, that's how we do it, man. Who does that? You would do something like that. That's, it, it's that's not even Boston like, stuff, man. It's not even semi-pro, professional. This is just like your AA a- a- league. And he's been at work all day. And he's like, you know what? Instead of going home, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to run suicides. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to fault him too much for that. I did something similar. But suicide, uh, really? Till 10? So we're all scientists hey. Okay, safe? okay. Pretty much. They Pretty much. are distorting the truth. We have to do it to keep ourselves sane, dude. Oh, yeah, this, absolutely. This is you, just a sanity maintenance mechanism. Really? You, you, you mean, know what I do? You know what I do? All day. Yeah, really. You know how I maintain my sanity? I just became a personal trainer, and I work out all day. Fair enough. Yeah. We can't and all do And then he comes that. and moves furniture. <laughs> yeah, I've done that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I pick things up and I put them down. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Yo, it, there, there's something I saw on the internet that was that was crazy. If anyone remembers when uh, the whole juggernaut phase was coming out, oh, it's the juggernaut. <laughs> there's this one thing that says, "Look at my suit, so tight." Is she the real juggernaut? There's like a hair show, and uh, a big fight breaks out. You have a heavy set girl, and people are throwing things at her. She bats down a chair. Oh, I saw this. Throws a table and then catches a chair while the skinny girl is behind her, clenching to the wall like, please don't let anything hit me. It'll break me. It's amazing that she was able to do all of that in like a five-second span. Toss a table, knock down a chair, and catch a chair all while still holding on to her purse. Is that the type of woman that you run up on in the street, a double-cross in life? (laughs) <laughs> I don't really make a habit of running up on any women because um, my name's not Deshane ATL. Wait a minute. Just because uh, I asked the question doesn't mean it's a practice of mine. I, I tend to to be a little bit more refined in my dealings with women. Um, but I will say the video was impressive, and I will give her two claps for being able to throw a full-size table, block a chair with her purse, and catch one one-handed it was pretty impressive that's that sounds pretty impressive it was you should oh. check it out thank you to shane for actually bringing something of value to the show <laughs> for the first time Glorious. oh wow i just want to let everyone know that if you hear a two-piece happen and aj goes silent just know that while he's unconscious i will be trimming the beard oh wow. okay Ooh. A two-piece for those of you who don't know, it's not chicken. He's threatening on live recording to punch me in the face twice. Just letting you know. Double tap. That doesn't qualify as an urban <laughs> dictionary word, does it? Hey, look, look. Zombie land is, is the double ur- tap. Is that an urban dictionary word? I think that could be an urban dictionary word. It might be, yeah. All right, then. <laughs> The Urban Dictionary word of the day is Urban the Urban Dictionary word of the day. Go ahead and give us a definition, Shane. The Urban Dictionary word of the day, two piece. If AJ don't quit talking, he about to get two pieced. That's where my hands meet his face, two quick rapid successions of one another, and he immediately hits the floor. Essentially, he gets double tapped and knocked out. 
Big Muhammad Ali, Sonny Liston. Pretty much. Pop. He yeah. two-pieced him. Pop, pop. And <laughs> game over. Actually, that was a one-piece. It wasn't even fair. <laughs> it wasn't even fair. Think it was see the second one. It might have been a two-piece. Yeah, just a quick two-piece. Hey, look, man. As fast as Muhammad was, I'm, I would not be surprised if, if even film cameras back then couldn't pick up his hand. They were stationary. They just had to sit Four cameras, one on each side. Man, well, you know, we need to have that conversation. The greatest boxers of all time one day on Dude Logic. See, we we're do. not running out of ideas because we come up with ideas during other <laughs> But it's good that you mentioned that, AJ, because we are not talking about the greatest boxers of all time. What are we, what are we talking about today, Chris? However, we are talking about the greatest comedians of all time. The main topic. Ooh, I'm sure you all like this one. I'm, I'm excited, good. man, because I have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, to great comedy. My sense of humor is immaculate. Ask all the ladies <laughs> who have ever had an opportunity to go on a date with me. Usually they're laughing at you, not with you, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, he laid it right out there. He laid it right out there. You, right knew, out you there. knew that was coming. Come on. That was a layup. I, that was a layup. I was, I, that was Lob City. I just, I just put that one up there. You. Off the backboard. Yam. Yep. Yep. Uncontested. That was that was the dunk contest, and I was your partner in that one. I was I just yeah I bounced that one off the ground for you to go ahead and do something with. You're welcome. <laughs> but it's interesting that you bring that up, Chris, because I think that uh, you can have a, a valid argument about both some of the older comedians that uh, you know are no longer with us, uh, some that are, but then also some of the new schools, uh, you know, that are kind of taking over the airways. Case in point. Kevin Hart, this man is in everything. He's on the internet. He's in movies. He's on radio shows. Like, this guy's all over the place. He reminds me a lot of what Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor were doing uh, in the 70s and 80s and how every time you turn around, there he is. And I think if we have to, if we broke it up into categories, new school, old school, I think hands down, Kevin Hart has got to control uh, the comedians of the new school. Let me ask you something about Kevin Hart, though. And I will preface this by saying... Man, I love you, Kevin Hart, but it's about to go down. <laughs> oh, man, here it comes. Oh, wow. Who did Kevin Hart have to look up to? Because before he came out, there was this lull. I mean, this really dull period in comedians. It was. When, when you think about the Eddie Murphys of the world and the Richard Pryors, there were people who came before them who were able to kind of blaze the way for them, and they were able to mentor them coming up. Who did Kevin Hart really have? Well, as far well, as... I mean, you know, Kevin Hart looked up to a lot of the same people that we, we just mentioned. The Eddie Murphys, uh, the Dave Chappelle's, uh, Cat Williams. I mean, but this is the He's thing. A... Um, you look at Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was grinding for a long, long time. He was in the comedy scene for a decade plus without any real notoriety. So he was he was putting in the due, his his due diligence, putting in the work that was necessary to be where he is, and along the way he ran into probably you know some of the greatest comedians of all time, just in his dealings. So I mean, whereas we might not have necessarily seen the comedians that he looked up to in the forefront, there were guys who were out there doing it that he was learning from and uh, refining himself over the years. I'm sure. Well, my question is, do you think that his lack of positive influences coming up hindered his progress? Like, he could have become 
famous a lot faster had he had those influences I, there. I would jump in and say no. I feel like, you know, just how Eddie Murphy had his time where he shined with the Nutty Professors, the Norbits, uh, Raw, like everything that he was doing, there was no one else that was coming around. It's just like, um, uh, metaphorically speaking, in basketball, after the Jordan era, there was a lull in basketball. There, there was no one that stepped up and became the star of the league. It took a while because they weren't there yet. And I think it's the same thing in comedy. I think that, you know, you have to kind of go through those moments where there's no one in the limelight as a superstar so that once you do have that person that pops up or that emerges, that they get their full-fledged attention uh, and life in the spotlight. Because it, it won't last forever. To that point, I do think that Kevin Hart's rise to stardom definitely had something to do with the lull uh, that Shane mentioned. I think people were thirsty, even hungry, for someone to take over the scene, to take over the spotlight. And uh, because there was a vacancy, Kevin Hart was able to, to, to fit right into that. I mean, when you think about people who came before him, like immediately before him, you're thinking maybe some of the Kings of Comedy had done some really big, some big, you know, with the, the Kings of Comedy tour, they, they made some great numbers. Uh, you think about some of the things that Cat Williams was able to do. Um, and, you know, some of the older guys who were still out there doing it, George Carlin, uh, Louis C.K. On a, on, a small, on a small level. You know, there were guys who were doing it, but no one was really packing out stadiums. Yeah. And I think people were just ready for that. I think you could. I think there was one name you didn't mention that we have mentioned previously that could have done it, but he decided to go crazy and quit his show in the process. Dave and that Dave Chappelle. Yeah, hands down, Dave Chappelle's show was was slowly taking over the world. If Chappelle would have gone on a comedy tour, you could have put him just in a before stadium. season three of Chappelle's show came out. He would have. He could have literally put multiple stadiums together and still packed it out like he could have put been in, in world cup stadiums and still found a way to fill them up yep i mean it was that popular i like Chappelle's show everybody watched literally the most groundbreaking comedy show ever to hit tv like that happened right when i mean chris you remember it it was our freshman year yeah at morehouse when that show came out and i'm talking professors stopped class to talk about <laughs> the episodes the night before. Yeah. Like, literally. Like, I had, a, I had a lesson plan, but it's clear we're not going to be able to get anything done today. What'd y'all think about that skit last night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, those reruns never got old. Never still, they still don't oh. get old. I could, have, I could watch, have watched the episode a dozen times. It's on, I watch. Here's a preemptive AJ's gripes for you, because I can't wait till the end of the episode. Netflix, I'm pretty mad at you for getting rid of the old seasons of Chappelle's show. Thankfully, I have them all on DVD anyway. But still, Netflix, you suck for getting rid of Chappelle's show. <laughs> it is great. Ultimately, I think you have to look at, you know, the, the cycle of comedians and how, how they rise and usually how much time they have. Um, I actually had the... the the great honor of meeting uh, Paul Mooney in real life. Oh, man. Hmm. Now, Paul oh, wow. Mooney, I love you, but no one's off limits on the show. True story. I'm working at uh, a hotel in Buckhead. He's staying at the hotel. His cell phone is cut off because he didn't pay the bill. No surprise there. 
And um, so he asked to use my cell phone. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of in awe that, you know, Paul Mooney, one, wouldn't have a working cell phone. But the fact that he asked to use mine, uh, let him use the cell phone. He walked around. He was talking about the pictures on the wall and how it made him feel like Massa was watching us. Um, but it, ultimately, it was still interesting to see him in real life, uh, given that you've seen some of his work and the people he's worked with and he's still doing it. Like he's behind the scenes, but he's still doing it. And I think it's, it's people like him that help keep the industry alive, even in those moments of, of dullness uh, uh, or where someone's lacking in the limelight. You have people like Paul Mooney that, you know, continues to write and, and help people be creative and stay funny and stay out uh, on the, on the limelight. So hmm. I thought that that was very interesting that, uh, you know, he would even, be around, but then to, to ask to use a, an employee's cell phone was kind of funny at the same time. Pay your phone bill, Paul Mooney. Pay your phone bill. <laughs> I actually saw Paul Mooney uh, perform about a month and a half ago. He was here in the Helium in Philly. How was that? It was great. He had pretty good warm-up guys. Like He had a guy who was traveling with him, and then he, they brought in a local comic. That local comic was funny. I mean, I know that, like, Philly people love making fun of Camden, but his Camden sketch was hysterical. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was his name? I don't remember his name. Yeah, he really wasn't that funny then. <laughs> no, nah. nah, I mean, that sucks, though. Like, really, he probably was hilarious, but that just goes to show how tough it is for comedians when they come out to break in and make a name for themselves. Like, yeah, you obviously, we're impressed by this guy. I enjoyed his act. And if, if they told, if you show me a picture of him, I can probably, I can pick him out of a lineup pretty well. Yeah, so, so he's a criminal. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Insert shame, Philly no. joke here. Insert Philly <laughs> joke here, right? Oh, oh okay. Uh, <laughs> they booed Santa Claus. Oh, boy. No, no. You got to catch the low hanging fruit. So, oh. Something from the 21st century, please. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> they cheered Allen Iverson when they retired his jersey? No, not even a sports no. reference. The Fresh Prince is from West Philadelphia. Oh, gosh. You got Born it. and raised. <laughs> On the playground is where he spent most of his days. <laughs> Chilling out, Max, and relaxing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Well, you know, the Sixers, Sixers games have a Carlton cam, so that should tell you all you need to know about the city's relationship with the Fresh Prince. Wow. Hey, all right. Oh, here, yes. Low-hanging fruit. All right. Deshaun Jackson. There you go. You get, you get no me. idea what the heck just happened. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers losing 50 games in a row. Oh, that's planned. That was deliberate. Everybody knew that. Michael Vick. Huh? <laughs> You all are Mike, just repeatedly people, going to sports things. <laughs> uh, to get off Mike Vick's back. Because y'all are this, as terrible at sports. That's why. To play him twice a year. Sorry for you, Roland, but uh, Philly, Philly sports just are terrible. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm a New York sports fan anyway. I'm a transplant, man. You're even worse. <laughs> like, why would you go from bad to just worse? Like... Oh, man. It's a, it's a lull right now, but we'll get better. <laughs> what, in what century? Did I remind you that we have won a Super Bowl and the ATL has not? Uh, but like, you know we what? Won we're in the we're last... richer than you are, sir. We've we won two in the last decade. What? We've won two Super Bowls in the last decade. 
Congratulations. Those are the only two times you've ever been relevant. That is not true. And actually, we... <laughs> Chris, okay, first, whoa, time out. Chris, okay. Chris, we know you're from Atlanta, but you live up north. Quit, quit jumping on the sack, bro. I speak facts. Chris is a Skins fan. I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, no, I'm sorry. It's the Washington professional football team, sir. Thank you. Wait. <laughs> wait. Chris Fox. refuses to call them by that name, and <laughs> it's always been referred to as the, the Washington. Washington professional football team. Yes. How about the Washington Washingtonians? <laughs> <laughs> but they I are mean, Washingtonians. You know, Chris is just trying to, look, like, like let's be real. Chris is tr- just trying to make it okay that he roots for a bigoted team. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, you have a point there, Ray J. You do. <laughs> you really do. I, Ray J? Ray J? Just go full, just go full block. No, hold on. Hold on, Roland. He just called me Ray J. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I am smooth enough to pull Kim Kardashian before everybody else, but... Really? Yeah, but everyone saw your penis. So? <laughs> I, I have nothing to hide, Chris. <laughs> All right, then, Ray J. It's your problem if you look at it. Yeah, kind of. It was like, ah. Ah. I don't, I, you know what? I wanted to say something, but then I thought about it in my head, and I was like, that's not yeah, sound the yeah, way that I really do want it. to sound. Do it. You're going to get blasted. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to leave that one alone. You were going to set yourself up hard. Okay, well, anyway, so <laughs> getting back to the comedians. Out there. <laughs> so getting back to the comedians. Yep. We're not going to do a Dude Logic Top 10, because we just did that a couple of episodes ago, but what qualities okay. in a great comedian make them a great comedian? Well, the first one I would have to say is storytelling. I need somebody who can take me on a journey. Like, literally some of the best jokes I've ever seen in stand-up when I look back at them, and I actually have timed some just because I'm weird like that. Like, sometimes people will tell stories that last five, ten minutes before they hit you with the punchline. And the setup is just, you know, to keep you enthralled while they're just building and building and building and building, and they hit you with it. And it's like, dang, that's something that, you know, that I, I didn't see coming, even though I should have because I've been listening to it for the last five minutes. And just the ability to be able to connect with people, man. To just say, say things that people are thinking, but are afraid to say. I agree with that. I'm going to also add stage presence. I think an underrated part of like, watching a really good stand-up is actually seeing like, the mannerisms and like, basically how they handle the crowd and all that sort of thing. Because... A good comedian can handle a crowd. You see some people, like, heck, have you seen Dave Chappelle's comeback tour? Where he just lets the hecklers get to him and all that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like where he set up on stage and smoked a cigarette for 35 minutes while yeah. he kept talking about uh, Tyrone Biggums. Yep. <laughs> I want some crack. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do it that. you wings. Dude Logic does not condone the use of any illegal drugs, by the way. <laughs> That's on you if you want to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All on you. I'm going to say relevance. And, and that can be interpreted many different ways. But I think the easiest way to, to kind of break it down is 
it's a combination of everything that's been mentioned. I think on top of having a stage presence, on top of telling stories, your comedy has to be relevant. You know, um, there was an episode of South Park, and, you know, this was shortly after the death of Michael Jackson, and, of course, they're talking about Michael Jackson. Now, some people would think that it would be too soon. However, the creators decided, you know what, we're going to go all in on Mike. And it was one of the best skits that I had seen in a while. Now, of course, South Park is a very uh, unique and animated show. Um, so, you know, it, it's not going to be for everyone. But for people like me that have somewhat of a twisted, you know, sense of humor at times, I think relevance is a key point, too, that sometimes uh, doesn't get mentioned. And I'll also throw in a variety. If I look at your show and you have, you know, live uh, skits on your show, I shouldn't go to a, a tour of yours and you're telling the same damn jokes. Yes, they might be funny, but at some point, I might just get tired of it. Yeah, that's something that's definitely been more and more uh, important in a, com in a comedian's repertoire over the last 10 or so years. Now, thanks to the advent of the internet, everyone has seen all your old shows. Everyone, as a matter of fact, they've all probably already seen all your old shows multiple times. So you know you have to come up with at least a little bit of fresh material every time you come up. You know who's good at that that's out right now? And I have to give credit to, to him where credit is due. But in Seize and Sorry, from one of my favorite shows, Parks and Rec, uh, Tom Haverford himself, it seems like he's putting out new material year in and year out. Like He has a completely new hour-long stand-up every year for the last three years running and it's not stopping anytime soon. I gotta get, I like, that's just, I mean, to come up with that type of material and that shorter span of time is impressive. Hmm. Yeah. And it's funny. What do yeah, you that's think, the thing. Chris? Chris, we haven't heard your, your, uh, what you think? What was talk to us? Well, one thing I like is the quick wit. Because that can go a long way, especially when you do have hecklers and things of that nature. And just in general, having follow-ups to jokes. So, like, let's say you're doing a tour. And you're obviously going to do some of the same jokes in your different spots. But your quick wit determines the impact of those jokes. So if, you know, someone heckles you or you, you see someone in the audience and you're going to talk about them, having that quick wit allows you to make the joke into something different each time you tell it. Okay, let, let me ask you a question. Um, Key and Peele, do you remember the episode where they did the stand-up skit? Yeah. Yes, I do. I mean, that was horrible, right? Like, the guy's egging him on the entire time, and then yeah. when he finally goes in on him, yep. he flips the script and has the entire audience flip on him like that's To me, that I think that was unfair. Like, from a comedic standpoint, I'd be just like him. Well, he told me he could handle it. Like... I've gotten on everybody in the room. I deliberately skipped him. He called me out because I did it. Egged me on to do it. And then once I do it, now everyone has a problem with it. I'm going to tell you like this. If you go into a comedy club, you are fair game. Anyone that is in the eye of the stage and the comedian can see them is fair game. I've been talked about in, 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 com in comedy clubs uh, back when I was heavier. Because you're such an easy target. Kind of like your girl. Oh! 
I'm single. Man, this this, so this is know. this is like the most still single. Just so you know. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Roller? We brought out the big guns for this episode. I mean, I don't remember many episodes where we're just sniping at each other like we're just going in. We're just going in on each other. Yeah. Apparently, we got some things to get off our chest tonight on Dude Logic. <laughs> this this is confession, Dude Logic. Over here, bench pressing tonight. I I just want to say that anytime you put people from extraordinarily fresh together, even if they're not in the same room. There's bound to be fire. Oh, yeah. It needs to be said that we're all... Everybody who's on this show tonight is in the same fantasy football league. And we are missing football right now. I don't know about y'all, but I am, for sure. Yeah. And this is just our message board bleeding to the world through our voice right now. This is what's going on. This is the league in real life. No, 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 it's not. This is the watered down version. This is like the P League. <laughs> the P I, League. I agree with that because I don't have anyone calling me a warlock. We're just warming up. This is just make, making, sure, making sure that you can still make the pitch. I guess if this were uh, the league for real, I'd be speaking in French right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is true. There, there, there would be a lot of French and there would be, and there would be some... Very Shane would be casting sense. spells right now <laughs> with his voodoo, since apparently I'm a warlock. Yeah. Roland would have no voice at all because he doesn't do anything in the league. Bow! <laughs> all I do is win. All I do is win. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Speaking well, of When's the last time you won? Huh? What was the last time you won the title? Uh-oh. Oh, oh wait. Oh. <laughs> Burn. I have won first runner-up twice. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, I know. One of those was at my expense. You enjoy that one. Ah, that was boyish. I'm going to hang that one over you for a good long time. It's cool. He's in Darren's rolls. Because I'm about to win this season. Let it be known. Uh, the Falcons are winning the Super Bowl, and AJ is winning in the Extraordinary Fresh League this uh, year. Th- here's a disclaimer. There we go. This is more like the real message board. But this is AJ's claim every year, so I, I don't know the validity of his statement. Oh. How about we get back to comedians? Chris? Hey, hey, let me say one more thing about this, because this is pertinent to Dude Logic episodes in the future. All right. So we have to get Ross on, because you know what? He kicked our asses. He just won the Fantasy Basketball League again. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. See, that's why I abstained from fantasy basketball this season because I just didn't want to go through that. Just didn't want to have that happen. Can we ban that's him? Too. No. No, I don't want to ban him because I want to destroy him. We'll make it so that he can only have one keeper. I don't think that'll help. Wow. Roland just gave him the torch uh, to Greece, didn't he? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, you just conceded defeat, Roland. Uh, like I said, I have a beard, which makes me a man, and I never concede defeat. <laughs> 300. <laughs> if you're going to change the rules to beat somebody, that's Bush League. We're going to beat them fair and square. You because mean physically? <laughs> no. Oh. I mean, we're going we're, we're gonna to beat him at his own game. It's only a matter of time. AJ tried that once in his league, and everyone quit. <laughs> <laughs> we will not talk about that travesty of a, of a season. <laughs> that was the worst idea ever. 
What did you do, AJ? What did yep, you do? I will admit. What, I will wait admit a minute. He, what did he do? Yeah, I didn't hear about this. Okay, Roland. He was a commissioner of his own fantasy football league, right? That's right. So, <laughs> that's right. AJ would, like, be losing or would lose a game, and he would go back and edit people's lineups. What? No. All right. Don't lie about it. Chris, can we have your opinion, your non-biased opinion? You can tell the real story. I never edited anyone's lineup, ever. That is true. He did not edit people's lineups when he was playing against dead teams. So he got easy wins. <laughs> because he did not edit people's lineups. So that is a true hey, statement. <laughs> hey, man. You got to bring it week in and week out. <laughs> Oh, boy. No, 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 no. But here's the kicker. If there was someone who was challenging him who was playing a dead team, he did edit that dead team's line. Oh, my God. AJ. I was the worst commissioner ever in this. It was too much power. It was too much power, y'all. You got drunk on the power, man. I got drunk on the power. I was like, no. No. Can't happen. Ross would be destroyed if I were commissioner. That's all there is to it. He would have lost every game this past Ross season. might have taken a golf club to your front door if you were commissioner. <laughs> I'm, I'm still to this day surprised that no one tried to put a bomb on my front porch of my home when I was commissioner. How much, how much was the entry fee? There was no fee. Had there well, been that's money? Why. Right, so first off, that is a caveat. Had there really been money on the table... I would not have gotten away with any of the things that I got you away with. You would be alive right now. Because, uh, I mean, for one, you. I wouldn't have done it. You know, just money on the line, you got to have a little bit more uh, taste and class. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Ross, who decided that he was just going to give a middle finger to everybody. No, he, he was graceful with it. But then, because everyone kept egging him on, he just went, to say, he just went ahead and said, F you guys. I'm going in. Chris, it sounds like you're drinking from the teat as well, sir. So how much money did Ross win from y'all this year? Because I didn't play basketball, so I don't include myself in, in the entire. Play the it, was a, it was a $20 entry, and it was 16 teams. You do the math. Um, I mean, I can, I can figure that out, but yeah. So that's, that's 320 plus what, what did he win in the fantasy football league? Almost five, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So this man all, all pretty much made almost... We, we, we paid for him to go on a trip anywhere in the world. Essentially. That's what happened. <laughs> paid a month of his rent, a mortgage payment. He's probably just burned nice car the money. note. Probably just burned the money, too, in spite. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> anyway, yes. One night of making it rain. That's what we paid for. One night of making it rain. Yep. Anyway, comedians. Okay, yes. I, I got a name. Adam Sandler. All right. Oof, Oof controversial. <laughs> well, I mean, when we say comedians, are we talking about actors or are we talking about stand up comedians? Because we're talking about anyone who is in the comedic profession, whether they are a stand up comedian, whether they are a screen actor. Stage actor, whatever, if they are participating in comedy, 
Well, that that kind of opens it up a bit then yeah, because uh, yeah, we I think initially we were just doing uh, stand up comedians, but if if we want to throw actors in there, wow! I mean, the field just got big. Yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much quadrupled the playing field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just added people like, I mean, everybody that was ever on in Living Color. <laughs> Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Marlon yeah. Wayans, anybody from the Wayans family. Uh, David Allen Greer. In fact, David Allen Greer's stand-up is actually pretty good. Um, Tommy Davidson has struggled in recent years. He needs to work on his material. That's just how I feel. But he's hilarious on film. We we got to talk about the roast people too. Oh my God! All the Comedy Central roasts. Uh, Jeff yeah. Ross. Um. What's my girl that they always talk about? Lisa Lampanelli? Yes. Yep. Lampanelli. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg, most recently. <laughs> oh, man, that was funny. Oh, man. I, I think that, you know, Adam Sandler's funny, but I, I, I agree with Roland that he's, he's controversial. Uh, and even during his days on Saturday Night Live, like some of the skits that he would do um, would definitely be pushing the envelope. And But don't get me wrong, I... Grown Ups 2 is funny as hell with Chris Rock. Oh, man. That, that movie was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, yeah. it, was, it was a riot, dude. It was classic comedy. You know why? Because it, it represented your life. You could put four of your friends in the place of everyone that they had in that movie, and you would be like, yep, that's so-and-so's mannerisms. Yep, that's so-and-so being crazy. Like, I think that's one thing that he does. I think he captures the essence of being able to connect with people. Because I remember one of my first movies that I saw of his was Big Daddy. Yeah. Yep. Well, part of the reason he's able to connect with people, and, and like you said, you know, it feels like you can just insert one of your friends. It's because he's literally made a career of putting all his friends in his movies. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Rob it's Schneider. Like, everybody who's in every Adam Sandler movie is somebody that he literally considers a friend in real life. Yeah. Rob Schneider has become a millionaire because Adam Sandler was like, hey, uh... I think you're funny. You can be in all of my movies. You can do it. Oh, like, nice. With David Spade, like seriously, would David Spade have a career if it wasn't for Adam Sandler? I'm going to say yes, because when he was teamed up on Saturday Night Live with the great Chris late, Farley, Chris Farley, that, that duo was something special. Yeah. yeah but it wouldn't you know, have been Black Sheep was hilarious. You have to remember with with uh with David Spade, he wasn't actually on the the train until after Chris Farley died. Yeah. So yes. I mean he was he was kind of doing his own thing and was taking off. I don't think it, he would have reached the same level or the same notoriety. However, a lot of people still remember his time to go Chris Farley as one of the funniest uh comedic duos. You got to add Chris Farley to that list. Yep. One of the greatest comedians of all time. Hilarious, dude. Just hilarious. Um, but you know what? Let's go, let's go back old school, man. We've been talking let's, a lot of old school folks now. Let's talk about the people who are doing stuff now. All right. Uh, uh, what do you guys think? favorites. Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Fluffy? Fluffy? Fluffy himself? Fluffy slays me, man. Yo, Gabriel Iglesias is one of the funniest people living right now. Like, I definitely, I've never wanted to bake another man a cake, but if I ever go to a show, I will do so. <laughs> that, that was your <laughs> Mitchley moment of the day brought to you by AJ Dempsey. That was very Mitchley. 
I will admit to that. But real talk, Gabriel Iglesias is hilarious. Like, if you have not seen any of his stand-up, please get on Netflix tomorrow and watch it. Funniest dude. Yo, his voices. His voices, man. Yeah, when he does voice. the, the uh, Valley Girl chick at the drive-in. Oh, God. Oh, my God, yeah. Hilarious. And then, um, let's see, who else is out that I like? I like a lot of dry comedians, too. Like, um, Louis C.K., I mean, I mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. But if you've never seen his show or any of his stand-up, got to check that out. Yeah. Um, oh, my favorite comedian right now, hands down, has to be Hannibal Burris. Are you guys familiar with him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hannibal Burris is... I don't even know how to describe his comedy. In fact, you know what? Our boy Julian. I feel like Hannibal Burris says everything that Julian says on a daily basis, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Just what it is. Like Does he, he talk about blibbits? The, it, pretty much. He <laughs> sees the world in the same perspective. I agree. I agree. I can and see it's a little hilarious Julian. on the show Broad City, too. On Hulu. Hmm. All right, so we 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 all agree on Gab- Gabrielle Iglesias being funny. Let's yes. talk about somebody a bit more controversial. Let's talk about Anthony Jeselnik. You guys seen have seen his material? Oh, yeah. he's yo, he's terrible. That's, me, that's some rough humor. I but, I don't know. I, I think it's terrible. And, I, and you know what? It's not that he pushes the like boundaries and says things that can be considered racist or whatever. You know, like he definitely is very controversial. But I just think his material sucks. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, I just don't think it's funny. All right. I think That's a person who does that type of comedy better is Daniel Tosh. Yes. Yes, yes. he does. Yes. And Tosh.0, um, you know, I'm surprised nobody's tried to two-piece him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, like, <laughs> put a lot, like, he's probably earned that one a couple times over. Yeah, like, I mean, some of the stuff that he puts out, like, it leaves you literally sitting there with your mouth open, like, did he really just, did that just happen? Yeah, it's like, whoa, man. People give him crap for, like, getting his material off the internet. But number one, uh, the internet is a source of material just like any other. He's not gonna be, he's not, like, those sort of things that he talks about, people have been talking about for a long time. It's just that they didn't have the internet to talk about it. Number two, why wouldn't you pass up that huge source of material if you had it? And last but not least, he's actually funny. Yeah. He and, is. Man, yeah, some of the stuff he says, you're like, oof, oof. Like there was one skit that randomly came on the other day. It was on Comedy Central, flipping through the channels. And what made me stop, he had the guy that did Chocolate Rain on his show. Tayson Day. And they messed around and had a remix, and Boys to Men is in the skit. Really? Yeah. Hilarious. They're unemployed, but they have vocal skills. <laughs> Chocolate Rain clearly was a song that left you wondering what the hell he was talking about. And to have Tosh.0 bring all of that together? Yeah. It, it was a genius skit. You know, I just thought about another comedian that I think we would be remiss not to say because... I think he's very huge here in the U.S., but internationally, I don't know if there's anyone who's bigger, and that's Russell Peters. Yeah. And, like, I mean, uh, do you, are you guys familiar with him? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think Russell Peters has some of the funniest comedy because he he just he appears to me like he just was a people watcher. Like he just picks up on different nuances, what people do, and he does it well. And and when he does his, his different accents from all over the world. And I think because he's one of those equal opportunity comedians that messes with everybody, it's fun. Like everybody gets their turn. Everybody gets a chance to laugh at somebody else. And it's good times, man. You know what? Key and Peele do the same thing. Nobody's off limits with them. No. Way. When they do their East versus West skit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that See? skit is legendary. Yes. Like, that, that's legendary, but I think that goes to the, the mindset of, of, quote, unquote, the new school and the type of material they have to come up with because, like we said earlier, it's, it's hard to make a name for yourself. And I think Chappelle's show was one that was uh, kind of new age in getting away from the Saturday Night Live and In Living Color type yeah. skit shows. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, to follow that up, what who else can come out with some material? And it's just like, that was funny as hell. And yeah. I think, hands down, they have done a phenomenal job in carrying that stand-up skit type show and atmosphere, taking it to the next level. I mean, we knew Chappelle's show was going to be something different uh, when the first skit they ever aired was Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> the black white supremacist. Oh god. Yeah. That, that might that one be one of the most classic sketches of all time. And it took huge balls to be able to put that up as the first skit you ever put on your show. <laughs> like and then when he came back in the next in the next episode he was like, "We knew we were either going to get kicked off the air or we were going to still be here and you guys are going to laugh." Mhm. Um, but all right, so to get back to Deshane's point, Ken Pill, the East West Shrine Bowl <laughs> games. Right, we gotta we gotta we gotta explore this topic. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask each one of you one by one. I'm gonna start with uh Roland. You're you're our you're our guest on here. Yeah. Who's your favorite character of all time? The construction noise guy. That's when I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and they started <laughs> that that like I'm a, I was laughing and I was sort of keeping it together. I hear the construction noise and I just I was done. Like I was just doubled over <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it, it it like it brings out like it brings out belly laughs in me just to think about it. <laughs> what, what about the uh, dolphin noises? No, oh, that one was pretty good. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. What about you, Deshane? Oh man, it's it's so many to to even try to narrow it down, man. Uh, All right, while you're thinking, I'll go ahead and just give mine. Okay, because I'm gonna get back to you and Chris, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys, you you guys already know who my favorite is. If you paid attention to my team name this season, Hingle McCringleberry. <laughs> tight end baby <laughs> gotta make it happen and just behind him a close second would be Osmataz Buckshank <laughs> and Fudge yes <laughs> Fudge oh man that is probably the most criminally underpromoted show on the Comedy Central now. Oh, yes. right. Ser seriously though what, what what state were these guys in when they came up with this skit? <laughs> and Probably these names. the dubstep. And these names. 
I'm just I'm I'm gonna make the assumption that they had taken a trip to to Washington State, <laughs> indulged a little bit, and decided to let their creative genius go free. Okay, I'm sorry, I got one. Tyrone Smoochie Wallace is a classic one, right? Yeah. Okay, and uh, I would have to go with Donkey T. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait, wait. Hold up, Chris. Yeah. Bring us home. Bring us home. All right. Bring us home. You you know what my favorite is. Come on, man. All it takes is one thing. Squeeps. <laughs> oh, Chris. All right, wait. I don't take this often. I don't take this this opportunity often. But uh, shout out to Morehouse College, A. A. Ron Balake. <laughs> Morehouse College. Yep. And uh, Dan Smith, BYU. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna lie, you guys. I use this sort of as a lip. I use that skit as a litmus test. Every time that you know things progress with the female, and I invite her over to my residence, that skit comes on. And if she doesn't laugh, that tells me all I need to know. Wow, she got it. Go. Wow. Oh, that's, that's strong, Roland. That is. Hey, man. You know what? That's something we definitely need to explore further. Litmus test for women. What are the things that you do to make sure that she passes as someone you would want to be involved with romantically? I think everybody does it. Women do it. Men do it. It's it 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 happens. So uh, look for that on a future episode of Dude Logic. Cartoon plurals. Virginia Tech. (laughs) That's my litmus test, man. You don't uh, laugh at that. I have nothing for you. All right. So, uh, what about what about these guys who started out as comedians, but now they're like hardcore actors, like Jamie Fox and Will Smith? What do you think of those guys? I, I, I honestly, I think it's kind of unfair. Okay, Will Smith, he's kind of a jack of all trades, and I think that you know because he can dibble and dabble, he can have his moment to shine in, in any given area, and it would do well. For those that don't know, uh, he was an executive producer and creator of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I, I didn't know that until looking, looking into it further kind of as I got older. But, you know, uh, Will Smith was also an MIT graduate, and uh, he's a part of Mensa, if I'm not correct. No. I don't think he graduated no. from no. MIT. He was, he was admitted accepted. to MIT. Yeah. Okay. And then his mother, basically his mom gave him one year to either make it in the industry or he would have to go back to MIT and accept his... his uh, I think he was actually awarded a scholarship. Yes. So those were his options. You have one year. If you don't make it, then you got to go back to school. He hadn't stopped since. In that year, he put out his first album and became the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> that happened. Went pretty well for him. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think for him, is you know he's kind of a jack of all trades. But Jamie Foxx is somebody that I think, you know... The movie Stealth, let me just say this. Why? Yep. I think that was one of those roles that, you know, they kind of needed somebody to do it. And at the time, uh, Jamie Foxx was one of the hottest entertainers out with his two hits. And I just don't think that, you know, 
his comedy, I think he's better off as an actor, but he should not uh, try to include his comedy in his in his skits, in his, in his acting. That's just me personally. So you didn't like the Jamie Foxx show? It was funny, but it wasn't, I mean, when you have, you know, other shows like a Martin and, you know, some of the other classics, I don't think the Jamie Foxx show really was on the same level as those shows, actually. Hmm. I, I, I think that his show was a, a B-listing, whereas, you know, Martin uh, and some of these other shows were A-listers. Hmm. Uh, I Jamie just... Fox always have that sketch with, I mean, that roast moment, that roast destruction of Doug Williams for me. He'll always have that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. That was probably Jamie at his best. A that plus. Was, that, that was Jamie at the, t- at the height of his powers. Yes. Hands down. But I just don't, I, you know, somebody like him, I, I just, I can't take him serious in multiple fields like, like say, a Will Smith. Um, you know, pick one and run with it. But I, I don't think he's had the ability to. Um, and, you know, he has, he hasn't put out any music lately. He's been, you know, trying to do more acting and, you know, I just, I think he needs to make a decision and, and kind of roll with it, see where it gets him because trying to, to bounce around is not the best option for him. Hey, you know what? Jamie Foxx will always have classics like bait and booty call to fall back on. <laughs> Classics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forget that he won an Oscar for a movie, huh? Yeah. You know. No, I'm just being funny. No, but seriously, uh, I mean, yeah, he was amazing. And, and Ray, I think his his gift is to be able to, to really put himself into the character. And, I mean, in Ray, he literally faded away. And we didn't see Jamie Foxx. We saw Ray Charles. So... His ability to just assume that character was impeccable. It was impeccable. I mean, it was the same way that Will Smith was able to assume the role of Ali. Uh, but I think Jamie Foxx, one of his most underrated movies, and one of my favorite movies, is Any Given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Willie Beeman. I think he did a great job portraying that role. I mean, and... Literally throughout the character from the beginning to the end, the, the insecurities that he had at the beginning, and then as he started to kind of rise up, his fame, his 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 pride, the excess hubris kind of kicked in, and his his character changed. Like you saw his character kind of go through the ebb and flow of what it was like to go from nothing to something, back down to nothing, and have to fight his way back up. I, I thought that was a great movie. I think he's an underrated actor, but I also think he hasn't been as good as some other actors in being discriminate as to what roles he wants to take. Hmm. Will Smith has picked some in- incredible roles over the year, and he got to a place where he didn't have to take anything that wasn't on caliber with what he should be acting in, except most recently After Earth. Oh, boy. Yeah. iRobot wasn't great. Actually, I loved iRobot. I, I mean, just for the sci-fi... Yeah, it yeah. was watchable. Just just because, I mean, but that was more because the storyline, the, the, the sci-fi, I mean, the actual, uh, what is it I'm trying to say? The um, AI, the art, well, not AI, but CGI, excuse me. There you go. Um, yep, took me a second. Um, over here talking about artificial intelligence, uh, I guess because the characters in the, the actual storyline had artificial intelligence. But 
Yeah, and AJ's rambling. So, moving on. Um, Listen, man, but, anything but that's a Marvel, you, you can get You kind of see what's happening here, though. Like, Will Smith has been successful in everything that he's dabbled in, whether it's been music, whether it's been acting. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, everyone can't play both sports like Deion Sanders. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, you're trying to compare... Uh, you know, their roles. I do think that uh, Will Smith has generated enough over the years where he is of a Denzel Washington type caliber where he can choose his roles, whereas uh, Jamie Foxx would have to accept what they give to him, you know, if he's if he applies for the for the role. Like, I don't think that Jamie Foxx could walk in and command a lead role in a movie unless, you know, uh, 10 other people weren't available. I don't know. Uh, he he probably was the first choice in Django. Who else could have played that character? If you guys, I mean, can you think of anybody? Terrence Howard, maybe. Uh, you you really believe Terrence Howard would have been would have played that role well? I think he could have. I'll tell I, you. I'll tell you. I think Don Cheadle would have played it well. Yeah. 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 Somebody who went out for it and did a horrible job. Who was that? Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> Oh, I mean, Tyrese. Look, look at his body of work, <laughs> man. No disrespect to Tyrese. I actually follow Tyrese on, on Facebook. And uh, I actually am pretty impressed by him as a, as a man. He has a lot of things to say, some positive things to say, some positive messages that he puts out there. But as uh, Roman Harper in Fast and the Furious, he has not really shown me a whole lot as far as acting chops is concerned. You but, know what? He should remind you of a lot of yourself because you all act alike. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Oh, boy. Here Explain we go. Explain this, please, sir. Uh-oh. Do you, do you I mean... Go I, there. Okay. Oh, right. Do it. Do it. You're already down that road. All right, then. The glasses have come off, and, and we're going to get into it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fast and Furious. The second one. Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, Chris... Roman, I just need y'all to get ready to call him on his BS. Okay? <laughs> uh, the scene where uh, he's in, in the roller derby. Not the roller derby. The, um, when he's, you know, in the car. And he sees our guy, Paul Walker, looking at him from the, from the audience. Okay. They get back, back, you know, walking towards the house. And, and he gets all in his face. What are you doing here? What are you doing, Brian? Like, you're pushy. You're pushy to the point where I just want to punch you in the face. Twice. Twice. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Gotta love how we put the spoiler alert after the spoilers. (laughs) Listen, man, if you haven't watched Too Fast, Too Furious now, there's not much we can do for you. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) You you get to the point to where it's like, all right, either this is going to work or it's not going to work. And the way that he comes across... How he likes to to blame others initially for what's going on with him. That that is also a nice character trait that you like to exude sometimes, sir. Chris, would you agree or disagree with that statement? Moving on. We have <laughs> <laughs> At least I can throw facial hair. Oh man. Okay. Can we you end this me? conversation with old school guys like old old school guys i'm talking curly and mo and larry type old school guys or red fox type old school oh guys. we got to go with red fox and yeah. bill cosby uh, yeah. uh robin harris baby's yeah. kids himself 
All right, honestly, everybody who played in Harlem Knights, just name them all, and you're good to go. Yeah. That might be the funniest movie. He shot off my ever. bank and toe. Ever. Between that and coming to America, uh, I gotta add. I could laugh. I could laugh all day in life. I got nope. I'm gonna get you sucker. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Seriously, if you have never seen this movie, I'm gonna get you sucker. Oh my goodness. You have to go. It it is a Wayne's family classic. When this the scene with all right, spoiler alert. We're gonna do it beforehand. Scene where Chris Rock just wanted that one rib. <laughs> one rib. Oh, man. What about Kung Fu Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but oh, you know what? The, the, their family has always been hilarious. The Wayans family. Like, I know we, we, we said old. I'm, I'm sorry. But... Getting back on topic here, I think Red Fox is probably one of the funniest comedians of all time. And even in his in his later years of life, when he was doing Sanford and Son, mm-hmm. he was still hands down one of the most heartfelt, laughable guys that was on TV. Period. And the fact that a lot of the comedians today still use his material and his mannerisms and, you know, they try to capture that same energy that he did when he would perform uh, is classic to me. And I think when you have people trying to emulate you um, even long after you've you've left, I I think that speaks volumes to, you know, what you did as a performer and the mark you left on the industry. Mm. So Chris, let's get to let's get down to it. Who's your favorite comedian of all time? Of all time? All time. I'd say it's Richard Pryor. I mean, I I I understand, yeah, he does it in a very Why? crass way. But the thing is, he just manipulates things in in such a palatable way where, you know, it's like, "Wow, I never thought about it that way." That is hilarious. Give us an example, Chris. Hmm. What's your favorite movie or stand-up moment from Richard Pryor? Man, favorite? Dude, like I... Oh, gosh. And you have to use the language that he used. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Hmm. You know what? You say Bruce's Millions? You say Bruce's Millions? Some of my favorites were all of the movies that he did with Gene Wilder. Yeah. Like him and Gene Wilder next to each other was one of the best pairings I think I've ever seen on on film. Yeah. Hear no evil, speak no. Or here, what was it? Hear no, hear no evil, see, see, no, see no, evil. no evil. Yeah, because yeah. one was blind, one was yeah. deaf. That was a classic. Brewster's Millions is another one that's a I, classic. I was about to say Brewster's Millions is actually pretty darn close. Yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty damn funny. Like this guy has inherited what was it, ten million? Or, or some large amount no, of money. No, it's like it, it was thirty million in thirty days. He Bingo. had to spend it to inherit three hundred million. But he couldn't spend it on himself. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, what if what if that opportunity presented itself today? That would I be would done easy. Bless so many people. <laughs> so many people. You know what? What I would do? I'd end up just giving a million away a day to like somebody that I care about. Like. 
you know, Chris would definitely get a million. Roland, you might get a half million. Shane, <laughs> you might get like nothing. Crickets. Now you know what? That I, I, I'd give you something, but I'd look at Ross and be like, kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> kick rocks. 30 well, million to inherit 300 million. And, 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 here, and herein, gentlemen, lie the dangers of fantasy football. Sometimes there are hurt feelings. Uh, my feelings aren't hurt. My pockets were. <laughs> it's like, you already taking enough of my money. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, I won high points one time. That was good enough for me. <laughs> okay, so without belaboring the point, yeah, I got Richard Pryor. Who you have, AJ? I mean, Richard Pryor is, is amazing, but <clears throat> that's a hard one, man. Um, mm, uh, wow. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and roll with my dude, Eddie Murphy. I have to. I mean, because his body of work is just so expansive. Like, some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen is Eddie Murphy's Best of Saturday Night Live. Like, when he did Buckwheat singing songs and did James Brown in the hot tub, oh, my God. Some, like, just classic comedy when he was on SNL. And, oh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. <laughs> If you can watch Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood and not laugh, you are not human. Like, period. All right? And then to come from SNL and to be able to do what he did with Raw and all of his stand-up specials. Like, if it comes on TV right now, I'm watching it. Like, I'm stopping whatever it is that I'm doing and I'm watching Raw. And then I'm upset if it's one of those like, shows where they're edited all the cuss words. And I'm like, this is terrible. Why would you do this? To this, this, this is a classic. And then, the body of work that he was able to put out when he f- decided that he wanted to go into movies between Coming to America, and Harlem Nights. I mean, in that era alone, those two movies he put he put together this ensemble cast of all the greatest comedians of all time. And then in Coming to America, he played what like fifteen different characters, and yeah. and was funny in every single one of them. Uh. Then you just keep going. I mean, you know, Life is one of my favorite movies of all time. And, you know, like it or not, everybody who ever watched Nettie Professor laughed. Yes. You yeah. laughed. You can you can sit here and pretend like you didn't think it was a good movie. You did. She's going to be my mate. Dr. Doolittle. If you can sit here and be like, oh, I didn't like it at all. Come on, man. We all laughed at Dr. Doolittle. Even when he started making all the family films, which you might not have liked it because you wanted to see him go with, you know, Raw again. Mm-hmm. But the man made millions of dollars. But Retribution. Yeah, great, 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 great. What was the movie he did with Steve Martin? Um, no, not Norbit. Trading uh, Places. No. Oh my God, I forgot it. That was a uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yes, but yeah, yeah like Dan Aykroyd, all these yeah. other classics, like Trading Places. If it comes on TV, I'm watching it. You know, like um, but not nah, the the movie that he did with uh. With, dang, I just said his name 30 seconds ago. Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yeah. What was it? Where they like made a, they were making a movie? Y'all know this. Goldfinger. 
Is Bo- that it? Bowfinger. 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 Oh, Bowfinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowfinger. Hell, I got him close enough to the edge. He jumped. Bowfinger. That's good enough. That movie was hilarious. I mean, can you name a, a Eddie Murphy movie that... Boomerang. Classic. Is there, like, is there an Eddie Murphy movie that flopped? Later. There are a couple of the later, later ones, but those were... I mean... When they go through like the kid movie phase where you know it's like paychecks, you know, that's just like we got like that, you know, they got thrown eight figures, eight, they got eight figures thrown at them to make the movie. Yeah. Can you really count that against them? I mean, but then you know what? His most recent movie, I think, was what? Tower Heist? Tower Heist was good. Tower Heist was, Tower good. Heist was excellent. Was good. And he wrote and directed it, if I'm not mistaken. What about that movie where he couldn't tell a lie or something like that? Oh, yeah, like a thousand words. Yeah, something, something like yeah. that. Yeah. What did you did you see it? I saw it. I didn't really like it that much. Okay. But then again, I was comparing it to his classics, so I think that was a little unfair, obviously. So, Roland, who who's your favorite? My favorite. Well, I'm gonna. I actually think Eddie Murphy is my favorite comedian overall for his body of work. But my favorite individual like skit or piece of comedy is George Carlin's Seven Words. I saw yep. this like part of it is the time when I was exposed to it. So like, you know, you don't really like at least I didn't really get into comedy until I was like 13, 14, like when you were catching most of the jokes, you know, because when you're a kid, it's most of the stuff just flies over your head. Right. Uh, um, so the, the f- First stand-up that I really started finish was Carlin's, one of his like 80 stand-ups. And he delivered that seven words thing and I was dying. It was just it. I mean, it was like a turning point. Like from then on, I was like interested in comedy. And like I when there's comedy on TV, I stop what I'm doing and I watch it. Hmm. So I think I think George Carlin. I, I mean, Eddie Murphy, overall body of work, probably my favorite, but George Carlin has that one shine. Okay. That's just me. Hey, so uh, I know this is going to... I I know I'm putting myself out here with this one, but what, what about like real old things like the who's on first skit? Oh yeah, classic comedy. I mean, <clears throat> I'm a fan of like old school, like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. I mean, some of the silent movies stuff. I mean, people who were just pantomiming were hilarious. Like I, I, you know, I'm one of those people. I really do enjoy comedy of all types. Like you know, I like the coarse, like, like, I, I mean, not coarse, but um, crude humor, like stuff that's just disgusting for no reason, like. I watched American Pie and thought it was hilarious. I watched, you know, but then I'll, I'll watch things like, let's see, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it's hilarious to me. Or everything John Malkovich has ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me. Oh, wow. We didn't even talk about Chris Rock, man. Yeah, or, I was thinking like Chris Rock, Chris Tucker. All those Chris guys, Tucker. You know, Tucker, as, Tucker, the problem is his late career has just been... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just stopped. He made enough money. He, he, he wasn't one of those people that, like, messed up. 
and you know ran out of money. <laughs> so I, th- I think with with Chris Tucker though, I think the loss of his father also kind of put him in a place where he kind of you know wanted to do more with family and not so much with comedy. Hmm. I can see but that. If if I had to give my favorite uh, comedian, I don't know. I'll give one of each. Uh, if I had to go old school, I would say Paul Mooney because some of the people that you all named, Paul Mooney wrote for. Yep. And they would not have been as funny, in my opinion, had Paul Mooney not been writing for them. So I would go Paul Mooney for old school. And for my new school, I would have to go with Chris Rock. You know why? He's the only person I know of that made a show about his life. And it was probably twice as funny as any stand-up comedian in that time frame. Like, Everybody Hates Chris was hilarious. And that show was a hit for the simple fact it was the ultimate relation show. I could put myself in at least three different characters on that show. And I'm sure everyone on this podcast, and even those of you that are out there listening, can agree that you knew someone that acted like one of those characters on Everybody Hates Chris. How could we forget Charlie Murphy, y'all? <laughs> well, I don't know. His brother. I, I enjoy his, like, his material, but I don't know if, like... If, like Think about this like a Hall of Fame ballad. Is he really in the Hall of Fame, or is in the uh, is he in the Hall of Very Good? Yeah, uh, Chris Rock. No, no, no uh, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Oh no, Charlie. I'm Charlie Murphy's terrible. I was just being funny. <laughs> I like Charlie Murphy though. Yeah, Charlie Murphy. Uh, like when he was on the Chappelle show, just telling his stories, that was hilarious. Him yeah, talking but... about Prince is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, which is what I mean. <laughs> Pancakes. <laughs> This is like Charlie Murphy is the kind of guy like if he has somebody like a Paul Mooney writing for him that he he would make a killing. Oh yeah, because his delivery is impeccable. I mean, yes, like just because of his smile and the way he talks. Yeah, anything that comes out of his mouth is funny. He's that dude that's funny as hell. Just kicking it with friends in a small crowd, like at every party, he's gonna be yeah, the center killing. of attention. But you put him up on stage in front of a hundred thousand people. And it's a different game. Yep. Um, there, Somebody you know, right for him. It's 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 yeah exactly. So, uh, you know, honestly, I gotta I gotta give it to Shane on to the Shane right there with the uh, Paul Mooney shout. But here's another obscure comedian that should get the same type of rec- recognition because he wrote for Richard Pryor and several others. He was one of the writers on SNL for years. Uh, but Franklin Ajay, if you don't know about him, go look him up. The man is a genius. And, you know, to this day, I don't understand why he didn't get more uh, more play than he did over the years. All right. Hey, so guys, so at the risk of not being sexist, let's end this segment talking about female comedians. All right. Betty White. Yes. 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 Betty White, period. I love that woman with everything I have. She is the funniest woman ever. And you know what, Chris? I'm glad that you brought that up. Thank you very much. And maybe that's just because we're we're all dudes on this show today and, and we you know, we brought our own perspective. But there are some very, very funny women out there who deserve the same respect that their male counterparts get. And uh, it's unfortunate because it's oftentimes they're they're out overshadowed. It's just like everything else. It's tough. Uh, 
Let's see. Chris, I, you got some? I think Monique Ain't, is hilarious. Yeah. yeah I've Monique. never liked Monique ever. Really? As a comedian. Never. I, I think there are much better women out there. Um, I think she was raunchy. I, I think that uh that was that was her gimmick and like what she was doing. There's, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a woman who's raunchy, but it has to be raunchy and funny. Like anybody who's just like Richard Pryor was raunchy and he would talk and it was, you know, the lyrics were explicit, etc. That's fine as long as what you're saying is also funny and it's story and it's it's bringing something to the table. I think it's about relevance. I think, uh, you know, if you were exposed to that type of woman in your life and then you hear Monique's comedy, I think that's what makes it funny. Hmm. I think if you haven't been exposed to that type of female, uh, it, it makes her... Her comedy seem a little bit less. Uh, you connect with it less, but I mean, her. Okay, if that's the case, then uh, Cheryl Underwood. She's another one, I, I, and and she's funny as hell. I've had to deal with her in real life, also when I worked at a, a hotel in Buckhead. So I mean, it's you have a, a number of females. And I'm sorry, Chris. I know I cut you off, but I mean, I think it, it goes back to that that whole connectivity thing. I, I think those are two. If I had to pick two, I think those are my two. That I can come off right off bat with. What about you, Chris? Well, I like actually the the tag team, the duo of Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Heck yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, Tina Fey. All right, look seriously. Her, her Sarah Palin bit. Her personality alone has like makes her sexy to me. I'm sorry. Yes. Some people out there might look at me and think I'm crazy, but seriously, Tina Fey's personality makes her extremely attractive. Like. Yeah, like go ahead and put that bell ringer sound on. I'm saying it. Tina Fey is a bell ringer, and Amy Poehler is right on her heels because everything she does in Parks and Rec is hilarious. Hilarious. What about Sarah Silverman? Ah, she's alright. She's an acquired taste. Yeah, she's alright. I agree. I was just throwing a name out there. I'm sorry. So Shane, I guess you like Chelsea Handler then too. Ah, no. So you like Monique, yeah. but you don't like Chelsea Handler. You know, with Chelsea, I, I, I think her talk show ruined her. Hmm. I, I think, you know, I, I, it's almost like the, the Jamie Foxx syndrome. Like you have somebody that's trying to, to dibble and dabble in things. Like, I, I think her comedy is hilarious. But for me, I think her having a, a talk show has kind of watered it down a bit. Now, she is leaving the talk show. Um... So, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. But, yeah, I just, for whatever reason, once she started doing that, then my, my interest level kind of went down. Hmm. You know, I will say that in terms of, you know, like the women, the women comedians out there, man, the women are holding it down for Saturday Night Live because I just don't think the men on there are strong at all. And no, not right now. There's one in particular, Kate McKinnon, who is just basically she's basically carrying the entire cast of that show. She is. You know what? Uh, let's talk about the, the best, the greatest female comedians of all time. Um, you know what? This is going to be one I'm going to throw out there. It's a wild card. What do y'all think about Ellen DeGeneres? Hmm. I'd have to say no. I mean, she she could have been, but she she willingly moved away from that sort of thing. She wanted to like do media 
in general. Mm. You know how many people would fight you tooth and nail right now just because you didn't think that she's like the greatest of all time? I mean, sure. You, you have, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm just yeah. saying. That I'm, hey, you know what? I'm a big fan of Joan Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, another one that we haven't mentioned, Margaret Tro. Hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you, can you name a bit that Margaret Cho's done, Chris? I can. Can you on the spot? Not on the, the spot. Said anything? Not on the spot, but I have heard her stuff. And do you think it's funny? That's hard to say. I mean, I think that my first impression of her, just seeing her on old like reruns of stuff on Comedy Central. Yeah, she was funny, but not in a way where it was just like instantly like that. But it was like an acquired taste more so. So I had to keep listening to her. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I I feel bad because I feel like we have not said this name yet. And Whoopi Goldberg. I was thinking about her. I was wondering when someone was going to say something. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I mean, because you, you, you said it earlier. It's not just stand-up. We were talking about people who were acting yeah. in different movies. Whoopi Goldberg has been in some of the funniest movies of all time. Some of, some of my... Like, if you, didn't like, if you didn't like Sister Act when we were kids... There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Mm. That was... Uh, that movie was hilarious. Jumpin' Jack Flash. Great movie. Uh, Gotta give it up to Whoopi on that one. Yeah. What about the in living color people? And then we had some pretty funny women on there too, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, let's see. I'm trying to go back through the the, the list in my head. Kim Wayans. Kim Wayans. Kim Wayans. Yeah. Okay. I almost felt like she just kind of rode the coattails of success off the rest of the Wayans family, and that's fine. Kim Coles was on there. You know what? A lot of women who were on, you know, uh, on in living color. Uh, ended up doing some great things. So Kim Coles, I don't know if you remember, um, played in Living Single as yeah. Uh, what was her name? Overton's girl Sinclair. There you go. Yeah, she was hilarious. Um, and I saw some of her like stuff back in the day too when she was doing stand up, and I was impressed. Um, who else? Man, whenever you say in Living Color, the first name that pops up in my head is Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> I was clearly uh, focused on a different type of uh, of woman, right? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Absolutely. Deshane, you've been quiet over here, man. Trying to think. I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, sexist, but it's like, you know, you guys have thrown out a lot of names that are common and just trying to think of some of those uh, same unheralded names in the female genre is, is kind of difficult because I don't think that you know, they've been given the same light or opportunity as, as the males. And so it's kind of difficult when, you know, you guys are throwing out some of the most common common uh, names. What about Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer. She's... I don't like Amy Schumer. I, 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 I haven't seen do. enough of her to form an opinion, to be honest with you. Like, I think it's the well, little that I've seen has been all right, but it's too little to say. Uh, you know what? Let's go old school. Um, Lucille Ball, Carol Burnett. Hmm. I used to watch a lot of Nick at Night as a kid, so I, I love Lucy was something I watched. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I'm a fan, man. And there's a reason why the world loves Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got some. Okay, number one, Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Yes. Wanda. <laughs> yeah. And I respect her comedy. Because uh, Wanda's not afraid to rock the boat, man. Mm-hmm. She has said some controversial things, and she takes a very strong stance on certain issues. And I have to, I have to, I give her all the respect in the world. Because anybody who's willing to stand up for what they believe in and put it on, on stage for you in front of, you know, thousands, get my respect. For right. sure. Um, and then another what? one, actually. Who, Go for it. Who is not necessarily ad- known as being as funny for her stage presence or her screen presence than for her writing in general. Mindy Kaling. Oh my God. Yo, Mindy Kaling, um, funny. Just uh, at the end of the day, uh, The Mindy Show is actually one of my guilty pleasures. Here's a name that, that we haven't mentioned. What about Roseanne Barr? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I guess that's one of the... It depends on how... Like how subtle and how dry your comedy like tastes run. If you don't like dry comedy, Roseanne can be kind of like, eh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I watched the Roseanne show as a kid. I think that was just one of those shows that yeah, everybody watched. Yeah. But I never really watched her comedy. Um, yeah. Uh, her I, voice I, always, like, bothered me, irritated the hell out yeah, of me. Yeah, it just, it, I couldn't, like, it's one thing to hear it when it's playing against other people. It's another thing to hear it, and that's all you hear for an hour long. Oof, um, that could be rough. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I just thought about SNL, and, you know, that's always a good place to go back to. Um, and one of my favorite people from SNL who's done some movies recently, and it's hilarious, is Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Kristen Wiig was actually I really good. just watched Anchorman 2 a couple of days ago, and the role she played opposite of Brick, hilarious. Yeah. Well, anything with brick. I mean, I'm, pretty much. I'm a sucker for brick. <laughs> wow. Oh, Wait, hold on. Did we, we really forget yeah. to name Will yeah, Ferrell? We did. We did. And Will Steve Carell. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, better late than never. Yeah. Yeah, we're really, we're terrible on this tonight. Like, we have just so many names that we have left out. Will Ferrell is one of the, like, he's easily one of my favorite actors of all time. It's of late. all time. Like, he's just so silly. He has absolutely... No filth. Like, there's nothing that keeps him from saying exactly what he wants to say or being as stupid as he can possibly be in any moment. Vince Vaughn is the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vince has lost a little bit of his mojo of late, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. As, as Anthony said on our Bizarro episode number 13, unwavering eye contact. <laughs> unwavering. Yep. Just locks in. Now, uh, name that I'm going to throw out there, I think it's a bit underrated. Luke Wilson. People always talk about Owen Wilson. Nobody talks about Luke Wilson. But Idiocracy was hysterical. Idiocracy is an amazing movie. An amazing, and, and honestly, it's scary because I really could see... Because this is freaking real life. This is where we're headed. It could really happen. <laughs> like our IQ is getting lower and lower every generation. It's terrible. Uh, and eventually we're going like, could you imagine seriously, if you were transported a thousand years into the future 
and you're just a dude of average intelligence in this this era and you somehow become a genius because everyone around you is an idiot that would be so terrifying yes Could, but how would chris chris how would you feel if you were transported into that world <laughs> chris would go to work yeah <laughs> be yeah. like listen to my masses I'd adopt like 50 kids and teach them everything I knew. All right. Here's my last name of the evening for the ladies. And I am remiss that I have not said her name so far because it's easily one of my favorite shows on TV. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. New, new girl. girl. Mm. She is hilarious. Mm. And she's a nerd, and I have a soft place for nerds who wear glasses. You're gonna have to sell me on that one. I, I'm gonna sell that. One. I don't. Have really, you ever watched New Girl? I watched bits and pieces of it. No, you, like that. you have to start season one, just watch it episode by episode. And I promise you, if you get to the end of season one and you're not a fan, I will pay for you to get a steak dinner. Okay, we're sitting here talking about... Just at a steak dinner. You should not have (laughs) named the incentive. Yeah. We're sitting here talking about favorite shows. I mean, what about the one that just ended? Allison Hannigan. Yes, I like Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Um, Chris, don't spoil it, because I still haven't seen the last season of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I'm not saying what happened. You haven't said anything, but we said it ended. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody knows it ended. ended. But I just was warning you before you went into your... Because I saw your Facebook post about how you thought the last episode was terrible. And I tried to run away immediately. I make that no secret. I thought it was terrible. And that's all I'll say about it. What, what about... You know what? A- AJ, I'm, I'm, I'm mad at you right now. Because we let Scrubs get by. Oh, wow. Donald oh, Faison. Wow. Zach Braff. <laughs> Zach Donald Braff. Faison. <laughs> Chocolate Bear and Deshane, finish it up for me. Chocolate Bear and I can't remember it all. Oh, it's killing me right now. Party foul, it's killing me. (laughs) You didn't save me, Deshane. This is why I hate you. Well, you know what? You deserve it. Yeah, Zach Braff, hold up. It's gonna what, what is his name? What? What was it? What? On this is gonna drive me nuts. On Scrubs, it was because Donald Faison. He called him Chocolate Bear, and what did Donald Faison's character call White Chocolate? Zach Braff. White Chocolate. It's White Chocolate. Was it? All right. Good stuff. Snow Bear and Chocolate Bear. But look at the the females that were on that show too, though. Yep. Can't say. Uh, many of them, but they were funny. Donald <laughs> Faison's girlfriend is on Devious Maids. Let's not talk about Devious Maids. Don't get me started on Devious Maids. <laughs> Why? Don't get me started. Why is this? So many stereotypes. Like, there's a, actually a running article on the internet that, that used to break down Devious Maids episodes to just, like, denounce how ragingly stereotypical they were. It was just like... Oh man! I mean, where 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 are you from again, Roland? Puerto Rico. Yep, that that says it all. Because <laughs> I'll tell you this: if you really want some American in your face, 
type stuff. Did you know that Muppet Babies was racist? As was Sesame Street? I mean, we can go there. The most racist show on TV is Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you can, the most racist show on TV is Dora the Explorer. And really? Uh, First of all, what who parent lets their child run around with wild animals in the jungle? I'm trying to remember where I got it from. And the person that really, oh my God. I'm glad that I thought about it because my boy Ralphie May is one of the funniest comedians I know of. And he was the one who enlightened me to just how racist Dora is. But when he said it, I was like, you are exactly right. <laughs> now you can't unsee it. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. I can't. I, like, literally. I, and I watched the show and I'm like, this is so racist. But this he was is- right. He was like, this little Mexican girl crosses a river in every episode and she's by herself with no parental guidance anywhere. And I was just like, wow. Oh, it's so true. Every <laughs> single episode, she crosses a river. Oh, man. See, this, this is probably why my sister's kids watch Backyardigans instead. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I've uh, never seen an episode of Diego, but... It's, I, her, it's, her it's probably just as racist. <laughs> I, can, I, can I can only imagine... <laughs> let's not go there let's not even go there but come on really and he said it and he's like this little mexican girl crosses a river in every single episode <laughs> oh that's terrible wow yeah. <laughs> all right guys so i think we've given this comedian's topic justice i, mean, I, th- I think we've really Named a lot of good ones out there. Our favorite ones. Definitely. Anybody so, anybody we missed, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We, we just don't have enough time to cover you all. But don't don't think that we don't love you, because we do. Don't send us hate mail. <laughs> all right, so moving on, guys. Uh, we, we're going to bring back the segment, Really Dude. You guys remember this one, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, so does anyone have a really dude for us? Really dude, really dude. Really dude, really dude. Anything been happening in the news that you just want to say really dude to? News. Let's see. I was going to bring up some anecdotes, but if you wanted me to do news... I'm no, no, no. Do an anecdote. Anecdote, news, whatever. Oh, man. All right. I want to get this off my chest. Now, don't... I don't want you all... I want to put a disclaimer out there. I don't want you all to think that I'm ragging on your culture. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, so ever since I came to the mainland, uh, I've had an inordinate amount of people just cancel on me, like complete flake, complete flake jobs. And, you know, I guess, I don't know, I have a higher inborn tolerance for it when women do it. I don't know why, but I do. But when dudes do it, I'm really dude. Because there is a biological reason for allowing them to get away with certain things that you don't allow other men to get away with. Dude logic. Yep, indeed. Dude logic. You know what? I, I got one. Why is it that every 12 seconds... We keep getting conflicting information about this damn Malaysia flight. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. 
information is key, is vital. You have to have it. I mean, the damn planes, we still haven't found it. But every two hours, the report that recently came out about the ping was actually just a seal burping underwater. Like, really? Really do. You got to get your information right and get it out, but make sure that it is confirmed and accurate first. That is the entire point of being in the media is to provide accurate information. And it's just, it's to the point now, I don't want to hear anything until they actually are pulling the wreckage out of the water, if it's even there. Because quite frankly, I'm starting to think that aliens got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's 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 getting to the point where it's like, really, guys, information filtering. Come on, somebody, somebody do some fact checking or double check. You know, is it that hard to reach the Malaysian government? <laughs> They're a government. Yeah. It is a country. It ain't running away. It's not going anywhere. And they can't even get accurate information out. Yeah, I mean, that's. You know, it's a sensitive sub- subject, but it's one that's just is pressing all the right buttons for me. Like I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it because it's too much contradictory information being leaked. And then, you know, when it does happen, it's like, oh well, we haven't been able to confirm or deny it, so why put it out there? I'd rather hear nothing than to hear five versions of the same story within an hour. <laughs> So out of respect for AJ, I'm not going to give what my first really do was because it was about how I met your mother. All right. But I will uh, give another really dude. So, right. you know, we are recording this very, very close to the time of release. So I'm going to spoil this for some people who may not have heard the results. But really, dude, how does UConn win a men's and women's national championship yet again? This is something that was done 90, it was like a decade ago, wasn't it? 2004? Really, dude? I mean, how are they doing this? Seriously. Voodoo. Voodoo. It's gotta be voodoo. Because the warlock put a spell on all the teams in Georgia. That's what happened. Uh, Because the world had something against my boys from Mercer. (laughs) It was a conspiracy. Mercer. <laughs> Mercer was supposed to win this championship. Wow. Wow. Conspiracy. You went there. He went there. <laughs> Mercer. Really, Bears. dude? Really, dude, Change. AJ? Go Bears. Change the tinfoil on your hat, my man. No, nah, but I have a serious really, dude. And this, like, I am I am very serious about this one. Um, James Franco. <laughs> really, dude? <laughs> Instagram pimping 17-year-olds. Like, I'm just going to put you up in a hotel room. You know, we can you can stay there until you turn 18, but not really. You're still going to get it in when you're 17. Oh, I'm just lucky that in the state of New York, 17 is the age of consent. Dude, James Franco, really, dude? You are trying to hit on 17-year-old girls through social media I'm pretty sure you have your fair share of women trying to make babies with you. Hey, the same thing. Why are you hitting on 17-year-olds? Ask R. Kelly the same question. Really, dude? It's the Pied Piper. R. Kelly took it a whole step beyond (laughs) that. Several other levels. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Like, not only was she 14, (laughs) but then you decided you just couldn't do regular things. You had to go pee on a girl. 
I'm going to piss on you. As many times as we have, we have referenced the Chappelle show, can we just go ahead and finish and say Dave Chappelle is the funniest comedian of all time? He could have been. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think we can do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Had, let's say he had the highest peak of all time. Dude, I mean, his stand-up comedy, for what it's worth, when he did this, like, when he did his segment about the homeless dude beating off <laughs> on the bus, <laughs> if you didn't catch a cramp in your side from <laughs> laughing... You weren't paying attention. You were not. Exactly. Thank you for taking the words out of my... You were not paying attention. Because that was... Or when he was talking about white dudes talking to police. Oh, that's the best. Oh, my God. Oh, that's the best. That, I'm sorry. I, I, I was... That was one of the guiltier laughs that I've ever had. Yeah. I should not be laughing at this, but this is funny. <laughs> All right, so really, dude, I read about this story, and I didn't think it was true at first. I thought it was like an onion story, but it's actually true. A woman got arrested for running through a McDonald's with just bikini bottoms on, like breasts hanging out in Florida. Of course, it happens in Florida, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So she just ran through McDonald's and shoved cash registers. Don't let your biases shine through. (laughs) Are you you getting ready to finish the story with she ran outside and somebody shot her and claimed they were standing their ground? The breasts were attacking him, man. He had no choice. Yep. (laughs) She just started throwing around cash registers and stuff, overturning the drinks dispensers. Throwing items at the workers at McDonald's. I mean, it was it was pretty big. Really, dude. <laughs> okay, so was she on any type of medication that she stopped taking? I'm not did sure. They, did they actually tell you a good reason as to why she was doing what she was doing? Not sure at all. I'll tell you why. She didn't get a toy in a Happy Meal. <laughs> <laughs> that is grounds for rage. That is grounds for rage blackout. I agree. <laughs> When's the last time y'all had a Happy Meal? <laughs> what year is it? Exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Hell, half of the regular meals can't feel me. You really think I'm going to waste money on a Happy Meal? Man. My yep. son, he, he will devour those nuggets like it's nothing. Because they are nothing, man. It's air. Hey, nothing. Nothing beats the uh, the artist that did a hundred days of a uh, uh, a cheeseburger and fries, and nothing molded. No, you. I don't, I, I don't eat the stuff anymore. Like he gets it maybe once a month, and that's just because it 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 keeps his childhood uh, in relevance. You don't want to know what's in the exception of the Puerto Rican probably had a happy meal in our life. What? There are happy meals back in the Yeah, they have happy, happy meals. Back in the island. Although, to be honest with you, Burger King is actually more popular in Puerto Rico. Really? Oh, wow. Yep. Huh. It's because y'all like to, you know, flame grill things. No, it's because Burger King decided to go come to Puerto Rico like 20 years before them. See, why would you just take what I said and just throw it out the window? Like, really? I want to sound intelligent, <laughs> and you just ruined it for me, Roland. 
Thank you. You, you ruined it for yourself when you opened your mouth. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> really, dude, AJ? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, obviously. <laughs> That's what I do. No, but for real... Uh, Don't be salty, man. Don't be salty. I'm not. No, like I'm not McDonald's fries? Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, hey. They're not salty enough. No JC guys. talk on here. <laughs> any, any more really dudes out there? Anything else bothering you guys? Yeah, I got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, dude? Deshane, your face... Really, dude? And now you're just being petty. We talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Here's one for you. Uh, did you hear about the story where the person, and this just came out today, Chris, uh, with the final, uh, the championship game mm-hmm. where Kentucky wins? Person misses out on $100,000 because they forgot to click the save button. Really, dude? Ooh, yeah, ouch. that hurts. Ouch. Oh, that hurts. I didn't hear about that one. Really? The save button. If you knew that your bracket, what if it was the billion dollar bracket and you didn't click the save button? Really? Yeah. Yo, you know, it was really funny uh, after the national championship. And I'll be honest, I didn't even watch the national championship. Uh, I was predisposed, couldn't get in front of a TV, couldn't watch it. Oh, Um, he was getting his cake on. But Fanny Crocker. <laughs> I, I had other things to have to take take care of. Anyway, um, waking up the next day and seeing Drake all over every social media outlet there was <laughs> in the University of Kentucky jacket, just with that mean mug on, like, this just happened. Really? That was hilarious. You know. uh, Chris, there were some pictures out there that you would have appreciated with Drake um, chilling. You need to go check out. I'll send them to you. <laughs> All right. Somebody's gonna have to explain this Drake obsession to me at some point. <sighs> yeah. I don't think there's so much an obsession as just you know pointing out all of his Mitchley activity. Yeah, I think we do like to highlight that stuff. On like Google the Logic. meme that's going around of him hugging all the NBA players. It's just the Mitchliness is off the charts. It is. For somebody that's supposed to be a rapper, uh, although he adamantly admits that he is not, uh, you know. He's not a gangster. Right. But even still, you know, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't do manly things on a consistent basis. From the mean streets of the Toronto Burbs, man. What you talking about? About to be hit in the face with a snowball. <laughs> oh, I got another really dude. And this is inspired by Saturday Night Live, the recent one. I know we talked about this way on a, on a way earlier episode of Dude Logic. But really, dude, for real, you still wearing the Mountie uh, hat? You still wearing the Mountie hat? What's worse is now LeBron is wearing the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a really dude. Not for real. <laughs> Because Pharrell is making a lot of money right now because of that Mountie hat and everything else he's he's got going on these days. But LeBron stealing that style, like clearly there's only one human being in this world that wears that hat right now, and you just decided that you wanted to appropriate it for your own wardrobe. Come on, really, dude? LeBron, you're better than that. Mm. Well, I guess that that bit of Mitchliness came up came came back to bite him tonight because he got. 
he got a no call. He got a no call to, and he lost and on a last second shot attempt and they lost the game. And yes, by this, by, by way of mentioning this game, I am dating this podcast. <laughs> Clearly you can read the future, sir. No, it's fine. It's yeah. in the past. It's, it's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Let's see. There has to be something else that's happened that is just like, really? Oh, there's plenty of stuff. It's just, yeah. that, you know. We just don't have time to go through all of it. We don't have time to cover all this. We like, have a lot of things that we can say really dude about. <laughs> but in the essence of time, I will move on and ask AJ, what's your gripe? AJ's gripes. AJ's gripes. AJ's gripes. You know, I'm a frequent Netflix watcher. And I'm often disappointed that the seasons of shows that I really want to watch are not available on either Netflix or Hulu. Uh, AMC, I need you to put all your shows up on Hulu, please, so that when I miss an episode of The Walking Dead, I can go find it wherever I am and watch it online. Hulu. Step your game up. That's AJ's gripe for this week. AJ's gripe. AJ's gripe. That was weak. Yeah, my response to AJ's gripe is, we better call the ambulance. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes, <laughs> hey, look, sometimes AJ gripes about first world problems, okay? That's, that's beyond first world problems. It's like... Now, I think that's like the definition of. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Like, who cares? Really, at the end of the day, I am upset that some internet TV service does not have the show that I want them to have. Exactly. First world problem. First world problem, definitely. But you know what? I was griping about it. I caught myself, and I realized that it was a stupid gripe, but it still was a gripe, and I put it on for the people. Because these are things that AJ thinks. Yeah. Gotcha. It's probably like 50 people nodding in agreement with you right now. Seriously, The Walking Dead should be on Hulu. I, I just, yeah, I don't, I'm surprised at that, actually. Yeah. It's like the best show on TV. Um, I look, on an you, anti- you enjoy your little zombie soaps. Anti-AJ's gripes, I am so happy Jack Bauer is coming back to save the world yet another time. <laughs> AJ's hypes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yo, 24, one of the best shows of all time. We are not doing another main topic. My old man would agree. (laughs) We could, no, seriously, we could do a whole episode on 24. 24 reasons to like 24. Bam. There you go. Not now. Not now, unless we want this thing to run three hours. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it will. <laughs> We're well on our way. Let's go ahead and close it out, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, let's uh, go ahead and wrap this one up. All right, so we have had a great episode. I'd like to sincerely thank Roland for coming on. Good friend of okay. ours. And and um, DeShane, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Roland, you got anything you want to say to the listeners out there? Uh, no. Well, just I hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast, and hopefully I'll be invited back. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, for sure. You will be back, sir, for the episode where we roast Ross. The entire episode. The oh, Rip and Ross episode. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not even sure I want to partake in this. <laughs> yes, you do. That's a guilty pleasure if there ever was one. <laughs> All right, DeShane. Yes. You have any closing remarks? Um, I would just like to say, as always, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, being on. Also, uh, check me out. I'm going to be on an episode of Pillow Talk. Uh, you'll be hearing about this a little bit more often. Uh, and more frequently is hopefully we can uh, continue our partnerships with other uh, ventures that are doing great things so that uh, we can better ourselves. As always, you can hit me up on Twitter at DeShaneATL. Uh, you can also hit me up on Instagram at AtlantaAce13. Stepping our game up now. So hit me up, post pictures, comments, remarks, love mail, hate mail, send it all. I'm, I'm, I'm open. So let's get it. All right, AJ. Man, I just want to say thank you to everybody that showed up today to just sit here and talk about the most ridiculous nonsense in the world. But like I say every week, man, I love doing this and it's something that I'm passionate about. I'm just glad that we have a forum to be able to reach you guys out there. If you want to hear more about me, you can catch me on Instagram at AJ underscore the underscore trainer on Twitter at AJ's Meltdown. On my blog at ajsmeltdown.com. And that's your boy AJ riding out for the week. Chris, tell the people where they can reach us and where they can reach you. Yep, you can reach me on Twitter, mostly, at CG Skeezy. I think unlike AJ, I'm a I'm a frequent tweeter. Hmm. I'm gonna have <laughs> Brought some contact info right now because I, I'm embarrassed. I'm the only one who's like saying, it's like, yeah, don't call me. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Before I introduce the show stuff, go ahead. Oh, man. But my email address is the longest thing in the world. Okay. Uh, but Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll just do it. Uh, so if you have any comments or anything like that, uh, you can reach me at roland.f.rivera.santiago at gmail.com. I mean, damn, just tell everybody you're from Puerto Rico. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I I made the email address when I was 13. It seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) I'm going to leave that one alone. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a good idea, by the way. Anyway. (laughs) And look, it's a lot better than some of the emails that other 13-year-olds are coming up with. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'll give you that. Fly shorty 84. (laughs) Like, you know, uh, Twitter names and Instagram names, like CG Skeezy. That one is pretty great. I did that on purpose, by the way. Oh, so you wanted to sound like a a, a porn star on purpose. (laughs) It doesn't sound like a porn star, (laughs) but it does have that connotation. It does sound pretty skeezy. He's married. He doesn't care. I wonder if the Yin Yang twins would have anything to say about that. Dave Chappelle. Oh, oh, skeet, 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 sk
<laughs> All right, before we get carried right. away, I'm going to introduce new live do do ah. Before we get carried away, I'm going to give everyone the contact information for the show. You reach us online www.dudelogicpodcast.com. Email us at dudelogicpodcast at gmail.com on Facebook www.facebook.com slash dudelogicpod Instagram and Twitter you can reach us at dudelogicpod write in to AJ send them all your hate mail I know you got it out there do not Please send do. it to the Dude Logic podcast email address cause I read that <laughs> anyway for AJ and, and Roland and DeShane and myself I'm Chris we are signing out. Thanks for listening. Peace, y'all. See ya. We'll be back. Street news. <laughs> <laughs>